Welcome to Bayou Business Download, a podcast from the Greater Houston Partnership where we dive into the data and analytics influencing our region's economy. Today is Wednesday, August 17th. I'm your host, AJ Mastreda, and I'm joined once again today by Partnership Senior Vice President of Research, Patrick Jankowski. In this episode, we're talking about the rough midpoint of 2022 and where our economy stands right now. Patrick, thanks so much for joining me today. AJ, it's always good to talk to you, and it's always good to share some insights with our listeners out there. You guys and gals who turn in on, tune in on a regular basis, I really appreciate you uh, listening to what I have to say. Yeah, absolutely. We have a growing audience, and we appreciate that. Patrick, we're in August right now. The year's more than half over. What can you tell us about the first six months of 2022 in terms of the Houston economy? We have, we have the data for the first six months, right? Golly, AJ, I mean... This was just an outstanding opening to the year. Now, I've been following Houston's economy for 40 years now, and this is the best opening I've seen uh, in the last 40 years. I mean, we, job growth surged, the unemployment rate fell, the labor force grew significantly, exports set a record, the container traffic to the port of Houston is, is on track to set another record. We briefly had oil above $100 a barrel. You know, the recount, it's approaching pre-pandemic levels. January through June, you know, and June's the most current data we have, was really, really strong. I mean, I'm just, as an economist, I'm absolutely tickled to see how well the economy performed. I love it. I love it. Tickle, tickled economists. Uh, well, let's drill down a bit on what you said about employment. Is the job market really that strong right now? Yes. I mean, it, it amazes me. People, people think that we're bound for a recession, but when I look at the numbers out there, you know, we created January through June, you know, this the most current data for which we had, we created almost 85,000 jobs. I mean, that's more jobs than we normally create in a year. That's more jobs we normally create in, in 12 months. You have to go all the way back to 1981 and the very first oil boom, back when the rig count was close to 4,500 rigs. You have to go all the way back to 1981 to find a year that comes even close. And that was 67,000 jobs. And so we beat the old record by almost 20,000 jobs. This was just phenomenal for job growth. And so as a measure of economic prosperity, of, of, of where our economy is, the job recovery is there. Have we fully recovered, though, uh, from the pandemic? Well, I'm going to use one of those big words that economists like to use. Uh, it, it'd be a great Scrabble word if, uh, if you had enough letters. I'm going to use the word aggregate. Okay. No, not the little stuff that goes into concrete. I'm talking about when you, you add everything up and lump it together. In the aggregate, employment is at an all-time high. In the aggregate, we are at a record level of employment. But you kind of break it down. There's some sectors that are doing real well and some that are still you know, struggling. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to rattle these off real quick. You know, the, the ones that are, that are at an all-time high, administrative services, arts, educational services, finance, government, healthcare, professional services, restaurants, retail, transportation, wholesale trade. We, we have more jobs in those sectors now than we've ever had before. You know, there, there are a few though that are struggling a little bit, not quite there, real estate, uh, information, hotels, construction, uh, but the rate we're going, and when I look at the indicators outside of employment, we should recover all those jobs in the next month or so. The two laggards, the two that haven't got back to where they should be, and, and they may never get back to where they should be, is, is manufacturing and energy and, and in terms of employment. Uh, energy, we're going through an energy transition. We're finding uh, that we're, we're moving away from fossil fuels. We're looking at 
uh, the, the fossil fuel firms are making investments outside of exploration production. And when that happens, you're not seeing the same sort of growth you'd expect to see in manufacturing because a lot of the manufacturing jobs, which are still to be recouped, are tied to supplying oil and gas drilling operations. You know, those two sectors account for roughly, you know, manufacturing and energy account for roughly about 18,000, 19,000 jobs. So think about it. energy is still 19,000 jobs shy where it should have been, but Houston's employment is at an all-time high. So what does it tell you about how Houston's economy is diversified? Right. So, so that, that increasing diversification we've talked about previously, definitely helping us to uh, more quickly recover despite, you know, not losses, but at least not full recovery in certain sectors. You know, AJ, I wish people would stop asking me, has Houston's economy diversified? I think the numbers prove that. I think that we're at a record high employment. We are higher. We have more jobs now we've ever had in this economy, yet we're still 20,000 jobs shy in energy. I think hmm. that tells you energy is not driving this economy anymore. It's something else. It's definitely not energy. All right. Well, if you had to pick the three best indicators of Houston's current performance at this mid-year point, Patrick, what would those be? You know, well, an easy one, you guys. You guys who watched my TikTok video, I do a TikTok video. Hopefully you guys saw it. Yeah, follow us on TikTok at GH Partnership. Purchasing <laughs> Managers Index, PMI, it, it's at 55.6. Anytime the reading is above 50, that's a sign the economy is expanding and will continue to expand. We've been above 50 for 24 consecutive months now. Hmm. And that reflects both manufacturing and service sectors. That's a good one. The other is exports. And I'm not talking about just what goes through the port of Houston. I'm talking about things which are manufactured here and they could be shipped out of Florida. They could be shipped out of California or New York, but they are made here for the export market. $44.4 billion in the first quarter. That, that's the highest point ever on record. I mean, it's almost double where we were this time last year. And construction. And I said construction, the employment quite hasn't got quite back there where it should be yet. We are almost there. We've had over $13 billion in construction contracts issued through June of this year. If you go back to 2021, which we thought was a strong year coming out of the pandemic, only $11 billion. Mm. So you could see we've issued $3 billion more in contracts than we did last year. So the purchasing managers index, exports, construction, all economic base industries are showing just how strong this economy is growing. All right. Before we continue, Patrick, I want to take a moment to say thank you to our Bayou Business Download sponsor, Fifth Third Bank, for making today's podcast possible. Learn more about Fifth Third Bank and the services they provide at 53.com. That's the numbers 53.com. So Patrick, come on, it can't be all good news, right? Are, we, are there any sectors that are still struggling? We talked about energy a little bit, but what other sectors are still struggling to come out of this? I wouldn't say they're still struggling, but there are sectors that we are starting to see some softness in. Um, it shouldn't be any surprise to people that we're starting to see a slowdown in home sales. A couple of factors are driving that. One is interest rates have gone up, which makes the monthly payments more expensive. The other is just the base price. The house prices itself has gone up, which means you're financing a larger purchase at a higher interest rate, which means people can't afford as many as, as much a home as they used to. So we're starting to see a little pullback there. And also this, this, this talk, I wish we'd stop talking about it, this constant talk about a recession is making some people more nervous about buying a house. And so that's one area we're starting to see a little bit of softnesses in both a little bit of home construction and just the selling of homes. 
And also, we're not seeing quite the same level of, of leasing that we saw in the multifamily sector or the, the apartment sector. So we're not seeing the same sort of rent growth. I mean, a couple of months ago, rent was growing at an annualized rate of about 14%. Hmm. Now it's growing at an annualized rate of about 10%. I mean, it's growing at pretty much the, the same as the inflation rate. Uh, it's probably because last year was such a good year. We leased 35,000 units. We did the equivalent of three years worth of apartment leasing in one year. Now it looks like we'll probably do the equivalent to a year's worth of leasing in one year. So it, it's not as much struggling, but we are starting to see some sectors just slow down, slow down to normal, get back to yeah. where we should have been. Yeah. But I mean, if you're, if you're renting an apartment, we're seeing a 10% year over year increase in rent. That's still dramatic for a lot of renters, right? Yes, it is. And I didn't mean to downplay that. If you're a renter, it looks bad. If you're someone who owns an apartment complex and trying to manage your cash flow, cash flow has not been quite as strong as it had been maybe a year ago. Yeah. 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 So, you know, you mentioned the R word a second ago. Why are we still hearing so much talk about recession here in Houston, despite the rather rosy picture you've just painted? But we're hearing about the talk in Houston because of what's going on at the national level. And yes, we have horrible inflation rate, 8.5% in the 12 months ending, the la- ending in July. And so the Federal Reserve is trying to do something to get inflation under control. So they're raising interest rates. The thought behind that is you raise interest rates, you make it more expensive to buy, purchase anything that you buy on time. If you make it more expensive, then Sales are going to go down or demand will go down. If demand goes down, laws of supply and demand kick in. And so we have uh, less demand, so prices start to... And so the concern, though, is every time the Fed has gone through this exercise of trying to raise interest rates to rein in inflation, anywhere from six months to two years down the road, we tend to see a a collapse in the U.S. economy. If not a collapse, we tend to, to slip into recession. So that is one reason why we're hearing all this talk. The other is what's happened in the stock market. Uh, lately, it, it's looked good the month of July, but leading up to June, it, it looked really bad. And people are conflating what's happening in the stock market with what's happening in the rest of the economy. Yeah, there's some linkage there, but you know, we created in July 528,000 jobs in the U.S. That, that does not sound like an economy that's slipping into recession. So people need to separate the concern over Wall Street, the concern over stocks, and all that's being driven by the rising of interest rates and what's actually happening in the rest of the economy. If you look at industrial production, the sum output of all, of all factories, all utilities, all mines, that's still continuing to rise. So uh, I don't see a reset. Well, I'm not going to get ahead of myself because I think you may have another question, but <laughs> uh, I'll just let you know right now, I don't see a recession in Houston this year. All right. So what do you see for the remainder of the year here in Houston? We've got some really nice momentum. You know, I, I showed you some of those numbers. We're going to continue to see growth in Houston through the end of the year. It might slow down a little bit, might not be quite as robust, but I don't see us falling off a cliff. I don't see us having this, this upswing in initial claims for unemployment. I don't see a collapse in housing, but I do see things slowing down. And what they're doing is they're slowing down to normal, to what, what's going to become a new normal pace. Fair. Uh, that's through the rest of the year. Now looking into your crystal ball, Patrick, and tell us what, what we might expect for 2023, if you can. Uh, oh, AJ, you've got it wrong. It's not a crystal ball I use. It's a Ouija board. Okay. Well, there we go. So, so let, we me, go? let me tell you what my Ouija board tells me. So <laughs> now, one thing, we've got good momentum this year, and that'll carry us into, into the early part of next year. It's real difficult to try to make a forecast 12 or 18 months out. 
But I think into the first quarter of next year, we'll still be fine. After that, the crystal ball gets a little bit cloudier or the Ouija board doesn't want to move quite as smoothly. <laughs> but I think we're okay, at least through the first quarter of next year. As we get closer to December and, and we see how the economies perform, we see how much interest rates have gone up. We'll see what's happening with the purchasing managers index. Uh, then I'll be a little bit more comfortable. And, and actually, I say December. You know, my, Mark your calendars, everybody. December 8th, economic <laughs> outlook forecast. Same place as last year. We're going to go ahead and try to give some insight what's going on in the economy. But, but right now, I see us is doing pretty good into the first quarter. A little plug there for uh, our economic outlook event, December 8th at the Royal Sinesta Hotel. Uh, but absolutely, I think what, what, we, what we know now is the rest of the year is looking pretty good. Uh, you expect that to carry through the beginning part of next year. And after that, things, things right now, as you said, a little bit uh, un uncertain, but hopefully we'll have more, more clarity as we approach the end of the year. Uh, Patrick, is there anything else you want to cover today? No, I just wish people would stop talking about recession, just get about their business. We're not going to have one in, in 2022. And all you're doing is making yourself and others nervous. You're, you're creating anxiety. Just go about your business. We'll be fine this year. All right. Well, sage advice then. Uh, Patrick, thanks for joining me for this conversation today. Hey, Jay, it's always a pleasure. And once again, I appreciate you guys that tune in. I, I hope I'm giving you some insights that you can use in your business, or at least to give you a little bit of peace of mind. Fantastic. And that's it for this episode of Bayou Business Download. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. You can do so via your favorite podcasting platform or by visiting the podcast page at houston.org. There you'll also find links to recent data and news updates, and you can learn how you can get more involved in the work of the partnership to make a difference in Houston. Special thanks again to our sponsor, Fifth Third Bank, for helping make this podcast possible. And thanks again to you for listening to Bayou Business Download.